What you got? The Linksys. Oh, uh, this is the extender that I bought and tried to install. Is that new one? Freaking work. Yeah, it's brand new, and I, I could not get it to connect to my Wi-Fi. So frustrating. I, I like somebody's got to know how to do this because I, I had the same. I, I did the same thing, and I tried it several times with the top rated whatever. And it's and it said it's so easy. I would see it come up under my Wi-Fi selections. Yeah. And I couldn't get it to work. Yeah, same here. It's the same thing. And it's so maddening. And I, I went to uh, the store to talk to somebody about this. And I'm like, here's the experience I had with my old one. And will I have the same experience with this one right here? The guy was extremely knowledgeable. He told me all the ins and outs of every single one of them. He's like, basically, you just plug it in. And yeah. I mean, there's really nothing else you have to do. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I bring it home. You plug it in. You got it. There's a couple things you do have to do. And then the light's supposed to turn green and it's yes. supposed to stay on green. Yeah. And it doesn't. It's amber and it's flashing. And I'm like, well, let me just log it. It is just, I pulled all my hair out, uh, except for my beard. Anyway, it's just, are you kidding me? Why does this have to be so hard? You should try to call uh, their own trouble. I'm sure they have a phone number on there for their own oh, troubleshooting. Oh yeah, they do. I got to Let me I try know. that. I know. Dude. I know. But it's dude, the day, it, the modern this day is getting really through. tough on the podcast though. These the, the it, it is. I know. You know. I know. I don't like it either. I don't like oh, it either. That's why I brought it up. I'm trying to do something about oh, it. Oh, I know. And I, God, I, I feel you because I tried the same thing and uh, I didn't have any success with it either, but I have a 60. I way up here. I still get 60 megabytes per second. So yeah, that's good. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope that you can get that thing rolling. Yeah, I do. I, I just need a little bit of help and, uh, and I I'll, I'll get there. Anyway, it's just what, whatever. Uh, hey, I did hear, um, I, I got this article here. Uh, it's And I got this from CNN. I think this is kind of interesting. Scientists come up with fresh take on moon mystery. And they're talking about uh, the difference between uh, the, the side of the moon that we always see and the other side, the dark side of the moon that we don't see. I, can you see my pictures here? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So apparently this is what the dark side of the moon looks like. Now, how did right we get that side. picture all lit up like that? I, mean, I don't know. That's that's what I want to know too. Is how do you know the other side of the moon looks like this? I mean, I could put up just about any. I could put Daffy Duck on there and say this is what it looks like <laughs> over there. But anyhow, that's what they're saying, and they're saying that there's a reason why you got all these dark spots on on the moon. Uh, I'll go ahead and stop sharing it here, mm. so I don't get rid of uh, bandwidth, which is so precious mm. these days. But uh, they're saying that uh, why the two sides of the moon are so different has long puzzled space science scientists and how uh, a, a study published last week in the Journal of Science Advance has come up with a new explanation. So I'm just going to try to summarize this because it kind of gets into the weeds. But they're saying that this one big dark spot is uh, it could have been a, a small planet or it could have been a huge asteroid but it this this impact area oh sure caused all of this uh the innards of the moon to rush to the surface along with all of this lava on the one side of the moon it just kind of shook up everything and moved all these elements 
through the heat of this uh, impact to the one side of the moon, which is the explanation of why you don't have that same discoloration on the other side of the moon. And I started to look at the people that were talking about this. And here's the guy, he's like the spokesman. He's, uh, he's working on his doctorate degree at uh, Brown University. And I thought, well, it's a theory amongst probably many other theories. How would they ever know, right? <laughs> uh, but uh, I just thought that was interesting since we talk about the moon all the time. Speaking of the moon, I tried to follow up on that story of that object that was seen by the. the <laughs> I the, did a long time ago. It was a rock. It, they said they oh oh they they figured it out. Yeah it yeah 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 weeks ago. I hell probably two months ago. I I saw that and yeah it, it was a rock. Yeah. Uh, or, uh, or it might have been two rocks if i it was it wasn't an alien um space base yeah i i knew that we wouldn't really hear anything more i had to really dig <laughs> i, I know to me too i that. couldn't find it i'm like this would be a pretty big story but anyway i just... got one i i kind of wanted to share on the first podcast because i got a lot of little stories yeah and uh i forgot about this one this one's like funny but disturbing as hell at the same time. Oh, there's, I got two of them with Biden. I mean, Biden is gone, dude. What uh, is up? Yeah. So this one now note, this is Snopes. Cause I are rich. Snopes is this uh, debunker website. So yeah. when you want to know if something's true or fake news, go to Snopes. So I originally saw the story did by uh, that Biden said, imagine had the tobacco industry been immune to prostitute being sued. So that I, I typed that into Google and I came up with Snopes, the debunker and correct attribution. I mean, this normally you would say, no, it's false. It's fake news. No, he truly said this. Uh, and here's the context. It's true that Biden spoke these words in the two preceding sentences. He had said, quote, Eliminate gun manufacturers' immunity to liability. They're, they're the only outfit in the country that is immune. Okay, so end quote. Given the context, it's possible that he intended to say, quote, imagine had the tobacco industry been immune to prosecution. Um. <laughs> <laughs> That's how gone this guy is, though. Well, gosh, you know, when you listen to him, he's 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 slurring his words. He's not saying the whole word. He's getting the word together. You know what I mean? And so like talking to somebody's grandpa. Um, and I mean, he is somebody's grandpa, yeah. but you know, it's, it's, it's sad to see what's happening. And we never even talked about it last week when Obama came in and they were celebrating the, the anniversary of the, of the healthcare act and, ah, oh, poor Joe. I mean, we, it's hard to not feel sorry for the guy because everybody Money. was just surrounding Obama and I not doing anything, uh, for, they were totally ignoring Biden. Well, and that's kind of obvious. I got even a worse one with Biden. Really? This was this morning. Um, um, yeah. And uh, I mean, this guy's so gone. And make sure I share it soon. Here we go. A confused looking Biden sticks out his hand and appears to shake thin air after falsely claiming in the speech that he had also been a, quote, full professor at UPN. He does this all the time. Uh, for does. four years. You're right. And uh, 
There's a still of him. Watch the video. I saw this last night. Did Not you a really? single yeah. thing America can't do when we do it together as the United States of America. This guy's so good. Watch this. Oh my! God. <laughs> oh God, buddy! It's like a Saturday Night Live. It is today. a bad one. <laughs> I, 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 I feel like it's it's probably cruel to laugh, uh, but but it's it is funny. I mean, in a really horrific way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, God, it, I, I got so bad. I uh, gotta find that window where, okay, I found it. Jeez, the video was so loud. You probably heard it over my uh, uh, microphone. Um, oh God, he's a mess, man. He's a mess. And you know what? I'll tell you straight up. You know, you've been frozen for a long time, so I'll just talk. Uh, I don't think we would have any of these problems with Russia if anybody else was president other than Biden. But he's just so feeble and weak you're right and and when i look at kind of how he's dealing with russia right now and saying yeah i think they're guilty of war crimes uh okay you're never going to be able to de-escalate the situation if you're accusing them of war crimes okay right. probably war crimes are happening because i mean from the video that we're seeing it looks like that but we need to get this thing tamped down like you accusing Putin of war crimes is only throwing gasoline on this whole thing. And, and here we're, we're, we're standing, you know, thousands of miles away. We're not involved in the conflict yet. We're, I feels like we're making it worse for the Ukrainians by saying these kinds of things. It's only going to escalate matters. Right. And uh, it's like, you're fighting a war against Putin and you don't care how many Ukrainians die in the process. This is not, not, it doesn't seem right to me. No. And and then how about the, the border crisis with Abbott oh. busing uh, immigrants out to D.C., which I think well, is uh, a really good move. It yeah. finally shed some national light on this because the mainstream media doesn't cover it at all. They D completely they cover it up. But now they have to a bit. Are they covering this? Because yeah. yeah. I, I, I cannot about this. And and here's what I. <laughs> I, I'm double-minded on this one, Barry, uh, and here's why. I, I hate what's happening at the border, um, but I also know that these are human beings. Yes. And, you know, I, I know that before they ever even get to the border, there's a bunch of wolves in sheep's clothing that are, yes. that are trying to uh, just rob these people of everything that they have, uh, including their dignity. And then yes. to, to, to use them to make a political point yes. to, to me rubs me the wrong way because yes. that's what's happening at the border to begin with that I hate. But then to take our taxpayer money and ship them over to D.C. In, into the heart of our capital, because even though I, li I don't live in D.C., it's my capital. Yeah, um, I don't. I, I want there to be attention on this, but is this the best way to get attention? Nothing else has a, worked. A political point scoring thing. I, I understand what you're saying, but at the same time, I, 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 I try to put myself in the place of these people. It's, it, I, I don't think it's right to come across the border like this, but then no. to, to use them and ship them out to DC and say, Hey, the, 
I don't know, Barry. It's I a, know, Merle. The whole but, thing is ugly, man. The whole thing is ugly. And I try to, you know, you know me. I try to stay out of the talk about one side or the other in the divide. I hate, I want to be anti-divide. But the too, left, it, the left is responsible for this border crisis. And they like to they like to use their bleeding hearts talking about kids in cages and uh, the rights right. of these people and all that. These people wouldn't be having a third of these problems. If you shore up that border wall, these yeah. kids would not be getting seized by these coyotes and being used and to, to run drugs and to uh, get themselves over on the other side of the border wall. The atrocities that are occurring because they won't shore up the border wall is ridiculous. It's inhumane. Right. It's a humanitarian right. crisis is what it, it is. is. It's terrible. And this is created and, and maintained by the left. Just got to call it out. That's just the way it is. Uh, I mean, people on the right, people in the middle, all want to take care of this problem. And I'm all for, I'm all for loosening the restrictions for legal immigration. Uh, you know, uh, screen people so that you, you know, you have half credibility year in. That's great. But the illegal immigration needs to be controlled so that it's once again we're feeding the cartel. You, you know what's really interesting. Interesting about this, uh, because I agree with you regarding this whole thing. This is a left created problem. And at the same time, you've got a, Congress is responsible for what happens at the border. Um, and they have all the wherewithal to come up with an idea that would work over there. And if it's loosening up requirements for immigration, Congress has the power to act on that today. Why don't they? And that's when you start to realize, well, gosh, when the when the Republicans were in charge, they they that Congress could have done something, but they didn't. Mm. And then but they they talk a good game when they're in the minority. But then when they're in the majority, they don't do anything. It's very true. The same thing happens on the left. You know, they, oh, you know, we can't have this, but they don't they don't actually do anything to make things easier for people to come through legally through mm. legislation which they could do. So basically it looks like both sides are somehow uh, incented to do nothing about this invasion that's happening at our border. That's and a really good point. I bet if the, if uh, the right journalists with the right access did some digging, they can unearth the real reasons why that is. What the, where the incentives are coming from? Because the bottom line is, is under the Trump organization, you had this uh, Title 42 where it's kept mm -hmm. sick people from coming over the border, but you also had these other rules where you got to wait to come into the country while that's being, uh, uh, while your case is being looked Process, at, yeah. and blah blah blah, and that really brought it down to a trickle but yet congress still had the ability it, they had a republican in the office as a president they had a, a majority in the, in congress they could have bubbled up something that made things a lot more easy or more whatever fair i guess uh, but they didn't do it and so and this has been going on for decades now mm -hmm. i i got to tell you i'm tired of all of the bickering that I see in Congress between the left and the right, the left and the right. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we've been bamboozled on this whole thing because the left and the right together have done nothing for the American people. And, and so we need to have people in there that don't care about left and right anymore, Democrat mm -hmm. or Republican, and they could still have parties, but 
we have way more in common as American people whom mm -hmm. they're supposed to represent that they could be acting on today. You brought it up last week. We got this thing happening in Ukraine. We got this thing happening at the border. We got this thing called inflation and you're going to legalize marijuana. That's what you're going to do in the midst of all of this. What are you thinking? What is the bubble that you live in that causes you to think that that's what we need here today? Yeah. We need help. We need help. And they're not, they're not willing to give it to us. Well, I am totally in agreement with that. Inferring what you're saying that we really need a third moderate party we really do something a, a big there's a big gigantic divide of people that are independent uh however you want to describe them that right, are on right. the left that are on the right that are in different places that just don't like this partisan crap and if we I could agree. get that third party in there i think it, it could do a lot to uh circumvent all of this you know what's standard. crazy though is i mean you as you know and we talk about this all the time I mean, there's all kinds of different parties out there. You, you've talked about the Libertarian Party before. And, and so what I, here's what I'm, I don't really get is we see as American people, we see the debacle that is the Republican and the Democrat Party, yeah. yet yeah. nobody leaves. We all, we all yeah. stay in our little corners and we don't do anything about Point it. Point fingers. Yeah. And so like, it's never going to change. I mean, we do have other parties out there but for some reason why is it the democrat and the republican party that that are so dominant and then i start to think about what goes behind those two parties and a lot of it is these uber rich people around the world that are propping up these two parties yep. Yep. and then i start to look at the uh how i wonder how vanguard and black black uh -huh. rock and state street are 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 involved financially with these two parties because as terrible as both of them are they seem to somehow be immune to uh the citizens opinion of them Absolutely. and uh, and when you take a look at the polls in congress over the past 10 years they've been lower mm-hmm so you're frozen again. Then uh, 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 Bureau of Motor Vehicle employees. No, that's very true. And that's, you, you made the biggest point. I mean, these things are so, these two parties are so corporately funded that they're too big for a third party with non-funding to weasel their way in and right. get any kind of recognition whatsoever. That's and, and the, the problem. The more they stay in power, it seems the more that the people are divided and uh, one thing that I'm learning, people very... are falling for that. Still, How we have got to we have got to have a rebellion that includes this 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 anti divide thing. People got to smarten up. I mean, we're being used like pawns and yeah, I we still really the occasion I go on Facebook or or Twitter or something, man, that's all people want to do is get on there and fight. Uh, Susan called uh, Facebook an emotional dumping ground. It really is. Like, you know what Elon Musk called Twitter? He said that Twitter's a war zone. Oh, yeah. It, it is. I mean, that's what it is. Read, go right. on there for five minutes and you're going to see that people just go on there to fight. That's it. Yeah, yeah. You're taking you're taking incoming every time, man. You, you put your opinion out there yeah. and get ready. Put your shields up because it's yeah. coming, man. Yeah. And it's uh, especially if you have any kind of conservative ideas. It seems to me like there's a, <laughs> I think it's either way. Have, 
Yeah. Okay. It's any I, idea. It's any if idea. If you have an idea, you're the enemy. And, right, uh, right. That's that's what it is. You got to go along with the narrative or else everybody's going to jump on you. And there's right. narratives from 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 all sides. And it's, it's, it's too bad. But it comes back to this is we got to love one another. We got to start. We have to start loving on each other. Find what we have in common and then embrace our differences. Uh, but that just doesn't seem to be in vogue these days. There's got to be a bit of a realization that people have a, a little bit of a, and don't take it out of context, but a little bit of a degree of a mental illness if they're spending that inordinate amount of time on social media platforms and engaging in that kind of behavior. There's there's anxiety behind it. There's a depression behind it. There's, there's, there's all kinds of uh, ill feelings behind it. And if we kind of come to that realization, then... A, a decent percentage of people will go, oh, I see myself going down that road. I'm going to pull out, which is what I did with Facebook. Yeah, and, me too. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and, then there's, and then just let all the mentally ill people on there. At least you know where they're at and what they're saying. <laughs> yeah. You know? that, there's a good point right there is, uh, you know, it, at least you know, right? Yeah. At least you know. But uh, it's funny how you can be, we've gone through these uh, couple of years of isolation from people ah, and, and, right. and, 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 and uh, you know, social media, of course, got bigger and bigger as a result. It did. And, um, <clears throat> and so we have this impression of what the world is because of what we see on TV or social media. But then when we go outside, it's a whole different world. It's not what we yeah, right. saw. It's, they've created a world yeah. that's not real but it just looks smells and seems like it's real and then when you go outside and talk to your neighbors it's a whole different ball game out there and you and know that's what, what i found again my friend susan was telling me that she knows a couple and she knows them well enough to know them like kind of privately what their jobs are and this that or the other yet they have a social media presence where they make themselves look like stars reality mm. stars and mm. they have a huge influencer base and yet they're broke that's so, so interesting and we know that there's a lot a lot a lot of that going on out there anyways here's my real point so younger people that have been raised with this i mean we know we almost say this ad nauseum but the truth of the matter is younger people that are raised with social media and all of this negativity and and fakeness and false world that this is what I'm speaking to what you just said, there is no way they're coming out of this mentally healthy. You got to have How some damn they? strong parenting to keep your head straight and, and, and um, regulate this. You, you know, and that just brings up such a great point is that there's a there's a war against that, right? Is who mm -hmm. is it that's going to have mind share with your kids? Is it going to yeah. be you as a parent? Is it going to be your the social media? Is it going to be uh, the government, your te the, the teacher that's influenced by the teacher union, which is most of them are, are Marxist unions. Yes. I mean, they, they yes. fully admit it. Uh, so, so, in, and, and there's a battle that's what this whole thing, uh, with the critical race theory, there's a battle that's happening right now. The whole thing down in Florida with the don't say gay bill or whatever, you know, I mean, th this battle is happening. Look at what's happening with Disney. There's a battle for the mind share of your kids. Yeah. And by golly, I hope the parents win this one, because if they yeah. don't, that seems to be the end of our society. Yeah, it does. It does. Hey, back to uh, I don't know if you've had it uh, on the back 
burner in your mind there, but about this old uh, getting in shape uh, contest. <laughs> contest. No, got- I totally put that out of my mind. Did you? Okay. <laughs> we don't have to do it. I'm on it though. No, I, am- I like it. I, I like what you said. Nah, go ahead. I was just teasing. Oh, okay. Well, I just wanted to say, did you want to double down on that and go like all in with the embarrassing tight t-shirt uh, photo? I don't of- like, I don't even like to wear the embarrassing tight t-shirt in front of my wife. I don't yeah. want to put that out there okay. for everyone to see my okay. darn belly. Okay. Uh, uh, then my, I was going to say to hide that part. my first thought was, is to talk about X amount of weight to lose. But then that's what I said to you is I, mine is kind of like, I would want to say 10 pounds, but if I put on more muscle, then at five pounds is going to be great. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And yeah. yours is going to be different from mine. So I don't know how we qualify this. Yeah. I, I, I need personally, to lose 20. I personally want to lose like two inches off my waist is what yes. I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. So how yeah, I do I'm it is how I too. do it. Yeah. Oh, by the way, um, I, I heard a half of a really good podcast with Rogan. In fact, when I was scrolling through who he's had on, I probably listened to about one fifth of his that yeah. interests me. It was uh, Bill Maher. Oh, I saw his name. Okay. And I was like, damn, that's going to be a great podcast. And yeah, I bet it was half of it because then they got really high and it went off the rails to tell you the truth (laughs) really yeah that's crazy it's so disappointing now and he had a plane to catch so it was probably an hour and a half to two hours not the usual like three hours what do you think is going to happen with bill maher i mean here he's gone off the off the reservation really over the past well um he's saying the thing he's he's not saying the the he's not following the script uh, that he's supposed to follow as far as this progressive woke movement goes. He's very much against that. They talked a lot about that. And, and, you know, he, he has been in the past uh, pretty much a cheerleader for the, the woke movement, Uh, but now he woke the left. I wouldn't say liberal, liberal, not the woke. He's very anti-woke. Let's go liberal then. Yeah. Um, But he's, the, the people that are in control wanted to be woke and he's mm-hmm. anti-woke. Right. And Correct. so people, people in that position uh, tend to not last long when right. they go against the grain. So my question is, do you think they're that his days are numbered at, at this point? Oh, could be he, but he's doing an independent podcast now, which unfortunately again, Sounds like, you know, he's taking a page out of Rogan. Rogan likes to, depending on whichever guest it is, but if they want to drink and get high, then they're going to drink and get high. And I got to tell you, every time they do that, the podcast suffers. And I I just, I wonder, yeah, yeah. It's usually like comedians because they think that they're so much funnier. Yeah. But with, and, and if they have an act, um, and, and it takes them a couple drinks on stage to loosen up. And so that, that's how they get their positive feedback loop. So uh, that's how that works. But if you're spontaneously talking to somebody on a microphone, I'm telling you, it doesn't work out that great. <laughs> yeah, I can it, see it really, that. Yeah, it doesn't. They're much better when they're sober and on their toes, because if you're talking spontaneously, it's one thing to deliver your act. You know, it's another thing to be matching wits with another person in real time. And yeah. And anyways, uh, what, what came out of very, this? What, 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 
what uh was there something about anything that they said that was a highlight for you well what made me think of it we're talking about the diet and exercise type thing mar says that he uh two to three times a year does a five-day fast five days wow yes and uh and now he read a book about it you know he's he's not a dumb person he's very intelligent Mm -hmm. and and he was talking about how what he read is that your body is our bodies are always spending all of the their effort digesting we are never hungry so it's spending all their effort our all of our efforts bodily efforts digesting and he says when you get beyond that then your body has a chance to go back in time and fix things that it should have you know been fixing years ago it's like the reset button that's exactly what he said And I thought that was extremely interesting. Now, applying this to myself, dude, I don't think I could physically do more than 48 hours or nor should I probably just knowing my metabolism and how much I eat. But I think I should do 48. hours. Have you ever done anything like that before? Well, this is a conversation that when we were at Dan's party for his roast a few weeks back. Yeah us guys were sitting around for a while and we were talking about, we all had our colonoscopies and we were talking about how great it was to do that one solid 24 hours of fasting with that cleanse. And we all agreed we should all do it once a year and never felt better than we, you know, it's been years since we felt that good. And, uh, I honestly, it would be so hard for me to do. I know I should do this fasting at least 24 hours. I should try to do 48. I remember reading fairly recently. I don't remember where, but an article that showed, uh, on a chart form, how in your day one, 24 hours, what happens, the good stuff that happens in your fast day two, this additional good stuff happens day three, this incredible additional stuff happens. And like day four, an even astronomical additional set of stuff happens. I think that's as far as they went. But I remember that. And it gets to the point of like a mentally clearing your everything like it cleanses you and a reset, yeah. as you said, reset. I yeah. think it's yeah. really there's so much validity to it, but so I, hard. Well, I did a 36 hour fast one time. Wow. And, when uh, this was several years ago. And I, I did I did it because at church, uh, the church I was going to, they were talking about Let, we're all going to do this fast. And they were doing it for like 20 days. And I was kidding me. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm not doing that. Uh, And and at the time I'd never gone a full 24 hours without eating before and uh, couldn't imagine possibly going for more than that. Mm -hmm. Uh, In fact, I couldn't imagine even doing that just 24 Mm -hmm. hours without eating. Uh, But I thought, okay, well, other people are doing it and they seem to be getting something out of it. And, and it's spiritual uh, I'm going to try this and, and I'm, I'm going to do it. So I, I accomplished it. And here's one thing that I learned is that there's a point that you get to where you're, you're very hungry and, mm-hmm. uh, but then you get over that hump. And once you get over that hump, you don't feel hungry anymore. And, wow. uh, you know, I, I actually, you know, prayed a lot about that. And that was the thing is that I felt like in order to do this, I'm going to have to 100% rely on God to carry me through this. Mm-hmm. And uh, I that, that's so every time I felt tempted or felt hungry or felt like I can't 
do this. I just focused on God's carrying me through this. And uh, I remember when I got to the end of the 36 hours, Barry, I felt fantastic. Wow. Uh, not only did I feel like I didn't feel like. Oh, buddy. I don't think we can. it wasn't like that. I felt great. And, and the interesting thing was uh, when I finished, I remember it was midnight. I uh, saw, uh, turned on the TV and Marie was asleep. And I, there was a, this very inspirational Jesus show on called uh, uh, the, the perfect dinner guest. And it, it was the guy that played Jesus that spoke to my heart about this whole thing. And I remember I watched it, it was an hour long thing. And at the end I thought, maybe I should go another 24 hours. Nah, <laughs> so I just, <laughs> but I did it 36 hours. I haven't done it since then. Uh, but I feel like if I needed, I know, I know you can do it. If you wanted to do it, if I could do it, I know our hunger thing is sort of similar. If mm -hmm. I can, if that, mm -hmm. you can do this, it's, it's, you can do this. I'm just formulating an idea that I'm going to throw out there that maybe we should give some thought to doing that and uh, together and documenting this every day. Interesting. I, Just I would be, I'd be interested thought. in that. Yeah. Yeah. I like what you're saying, dude. This is like one of those things where it's like, I, I have a hard time committing to it because it sounds, Oh, it sounds impossible for me, but I would mean a 36 I, well, hour one too. That, I could see us all angry at like 24 hours and calling each other up. <laughs> Why did you make me do this? <laughs> I uh, if we were if we lived near each other. We we would meet and wrestle somewhere. <laughs> You're right about that for sure. <laughs> let's let's give some thought to that because maybe um maybe we should do that. It'd be interesting to push out that idea on social media and let people follow us. And maybe we uh, actually talk maybe twice a day or something for a half hour, compare notes on how we're feeling, what we're doing. First of all, I want to know the rules. Like when I talked about Bill Maher doing it for five days, there's got to be some kind of rules. Like when we did, uh, when I did the colonoscopy, colonoscopy cleanse, you could drink a uh, chicken broth. And I drank mm, a lot right, of right. chicken broth. So can you do that? What about coffee? What about vitamins? What, you know, supplements? What about those things? I need to know those rules. Uh, there, there, yeah, there's got to be some rules like that. And I, I remember during my thing, I, uh, I allowed myself to have water, uh, coffee with no uh, cream or, or sugar or anything like that. I did have that. Uh, I had no solid foods whatsoever. I did have a little concoction that I made for myself that, uh, that out of like liquid. Uh, there was like uh, grapefruit juice in it and some other kind of spice that I put in that supposedly mm. to, to dampens your hunger, but it was mm -hmm. no calories were in it or anything like right. that. But uh, so, yeah, we have to come up with something, something along. Well, and those. I don't mean rules so that it's hard. It's equally hard on us. I mean, rules nutritionally. So we get the biggest benefit out of yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. The correct way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, let's get some thought to it. I think that's a really good idea. It sounds really hard. It'd be interesting if we could get some other people, oh, some uh, fans uh, along the way to. Let me tell you one other thing about that fast that I did was I somehow I thought, okay, this is something I read in the Bible is if you go on a fast, you're not supposed to be like, oh, I'm on a fast and tell everybody about it. You know what I mean? Like that's for me, it was between me and God. Uh -huh. And so, um, 
I didn't tell Anne Marie I was on a fast. Oh. And uh, for and somehow I was able to not. Yeah, like, I don't know how, how I got away. With, I don't know yeah. how I did that. But but after the three days had gone by and it was like midnight, she was asleep. So the next day I told her, yeah, I fasted for three days. She was like, what? <laughs> you, right, did. I, you didn't even seem you know evil because oh, you know right. how i am when i right i do food. too uh but how does 36, <laughs> everybody does how does 36 hours equal three days that's a really stupid question because um, 48 hours is i'm sorry it 24 was hour i said 36 hours tonight it was three days so whatever i, I miscalculated is that yeah 72? i guess that i guess that's right three times 28 uh 58 60. yeah 72 is right yeah brutal. 72 hours it was 72 hours brutal but it felt like brutal 36. No, it didn't. It felt like a week. Uh, I, I, no, but I'm telling you, the best part about it for me was I felt closer to God. Mm -hmm. I just did. I felt like I felt like when I got to the finish line, I felt this. I almost felt like I was being hugged by God. I don't. Mm -hmm. I can't even really explain. I, no, I can understand that. Even just this week, as I really buckled down in every regard, I have uh, felt more clarity and uh happier and like as i say vibrating at a higher level and i've been mm. really um embracing it i mean really embracing that's good it. man i like i like it i like what you're saying yeah cool so um let's you know give some more thought to that if you want to commit to uh yeah so we kind of got a couple of vague ideas out there one is the six weeks six week challenge where i want to lose two inches off my waist i know that so um, what does that mean to you is that like pant size is that what you're looking at right I now yes uh, you know what i it? know is that i want my jeans to fit like they used to fit 20 years ago yeah you know yeah, i got I, know I got right. this little inner tube going on and i am disgusted with it disgusted yeah. So I want to lose that. And I, that, I'm with you now with me. I love exercising. You made a good point and I fully embrace it. It's like, well, I got to do something that I love doing like bike riding. Yeah. I always, always uh, encourage everybody to follow that route to an exercise. Otherwise you're going to be the, on the chart, bing, bing, bing up and down exactly. compulsive behavior. It's yep. not going to work out me. Fortunately, I love going to the gym and I love working out. I don't work out hard, but I just, I don't sit on a, I don't sit on equipment for more than 30 seconds without moving. I'm always in motion. And so I just, right, right. yeah, when my, when I muscles get sore, I lessen the weight. I don't mm -hmm. care. No ego involved. Um, I'm just not going to hurt my shoulder. That's all that really matters. And I want to keep burning calories, yeah. but I love that's I do love doing that kind of working out. So for that reason, I just can say, I just need to lose the, the, I just need to lose the, the shit around the middle is what yeah. I, is what yeah. I mean. Yeah. Uh, so I can't really measure it via pounds or anything, I, but for me, I can measure it that way. I, and you know what, it's just going back to, I mean, I'm in agreement with what you're saying and the whole tight shirt thing. I remember I, at one point I joined Weight Watchers and uh, my daughter had recently given me a shirt that I loved but that didn't fit me. And I remember telling the people at Weight Watchers, uh, my goal was to be able to fit into that shirt. And I remember the day that I wore that shirt to Weight Watchers because I could fit into it and everybody just totally like 
they cheered me on and everything. That was a, a pretty great moment right nice. there. And uh, so, so yeah, I have some clothes that I definitely want to either, I want them to either fit better or fit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you mentioned jeans. I was, <laughs> I, I've been working out and everything. And I put on my jeans this morning. And I'm like, hey, I'd like this to be a little more comfortable around yeah. my waist right now. Yeah. And uh, so, so yeah, you know, like it's such a great, great feeling when you can fit into those clothes that, that you, you know, weren't able to fit in because yeah. you gained some weight. And I definitely have some of those clothes here that uh, would be a great litmus test for, Hey, you've, you've done, you're doing it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I uh, was thinking at the gym when I was first formulating this idea to push out to you, I was thinking that my secret weapon would be to fast for a day or two, if I could do two days, and now you got me almost talked into doing three days. But I know that that would I when Mar was talking about it, he's like, Yeah, my weight. He's obviously pretty small dude. Yeah, he's like, Yeah, I started out at like 155. But and, and I went down to 145 in five days. Jesus. Uh, and, and then after that, I level out about 150, which is like my perfect weight. 150. I remember I mean, when that's I really little, but I'm imagining if yeah, I did it, yeah, right. it would really work. I mean, yeah. I know it would have a really great effect. I was like I, in eighth grade when I was 150. I need to get to the point where I hear my stomach growling on a regular basis. Oh, it's time to eat. My stomach's growling. Dude, when's the last time your stomach actually really growled? Uh, yesterday. Really? For real? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not really? a gurgle, but a... No, no, no. I probably i hear that every day <laughs> really yeah i well and i i um i i hate to admit this but uh i don't i don't normally have breakfast and then uh and i have coffee and and then i get into my day and then i i actually forget to eat uh, really? until my stomach starts to growl and I'm like, oh my gosh. And so sometimes I don't eat until the af- late in the afternoon. Well, that, I mean, that's the rules to intermittent fasting, which is a yeah. lot of people have great results with that. Well, yeah, but, but the problem for me is that I, I, I bottom load it. So I'll have, I'll have uh, dinner and then I'll want a snack all night long. Right. Oh, okay. And so like that, that, that's, so it's, it's, it's six in one hand, half dozen mm-hmm. in the other. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, so like uh, it'll be 10 o'clock and I'll be starving. I, I need to go to bed, but I'm starving, you know, so that's yeah. something I deal with too. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I just know I'm in a good place and, uh, and I'm really excited about doing this diet. That's awesome, man. I, I I'm, I'm riding off of your emotions here because I, it's something I've been thinking about, but to to be able to have sort of an accountability partner on Mm -hmm. something like Mm -hmm. that is, uh, is a lot more powerful. Oh, it certainly is. Now, if Weight Watchers works for you, maybe you go back. Oh, really? They changed it. They so the program that totally worked for me. They of course they're they're always in fix it mode, and then once they fixed it, they had a this whole formula. They changed the whole formula so that it made it so much harder to follow the formula that I just I I I couldn't follow it anymore. No, I understand. What about Scott's coaching method? So I'm attracted, so I'm attracted to that just because take, have you seen him? I haven't. Oh my gosh. It's crazy. So, I mean, I, I, I wish I had pictures I could show you right now. He looks like he did like right after college. 
you got to be kidding me. No, I'm not kidding. You. Wow, that's uh, great. So he's he still looks, doing it. Yeah, and he looks fantastic. I um, uh, He sent me a picture the other day of he and I had gone on a bike ride several years ago. And and I I, I, I can't help myself, Mary. It's like, it is Scott. I'm always wanting to challenge him because I'm his bigger brother. So I'm yeah. like, oh, you're in town? Hey, let's go for a bike ride up this huge hill. <laughs> 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 we, we got to the top of the hill and he took a picture of us and and you know he he's like uh i was in pretty good shape at the time you know he's a lot bigger and i was looking at that picture of him and looking at the pictures i've seen of him lately it's day and night I wow mean, he's he's lost like something like i don't know 75 pounds or something wow. huge like that he looks so much younger and just he's got he so much is energy younger. He sounds, he sounds like he's got so much more energy, mm. so much happier as yeah. well. And yeah. uh, so I'm, I'm really proud of him um, and uh, that whole thing. So, so his thing is kind of extreme uh, in, in how he, he's able to do it. But he says, that, you know, once you kind of get through the first couple of weeks, then you get used to it. And now he's, he's totally, you know, this is what he does. Um, okay, so is he still using the coach or is it just that his lifestyle is now like this? I believe that he still uses the coach. So it goes back to this whole accountability thing. And by the way, mm -hmm. my stepfather, uh, Larry, is doing it as well. And nice. he's been doing it now for at least six months, maybe longer. Mm -hmm. And I I've, you know, I see him every couple of weeks on the uh, we still do our Bible study. Mm -hmm. uh, he looks fantastic. I mean, he's wow. lost like 30 pounds or something crazy like that. And okay. um, so, so in, and Scott is his coach. <laughs> this is pretty cool. Oh, that is pretty cool. Yeah. Well, and can Scott be your coach too? So we talked about that and I'm like, Scott, I don't want to hate you. Like suddenly you have power over my appetite. I might have to kill you. You're right. You know, <laughs> I was like, I love you, man. I don't want anything to come between us like food because that could, could Larry, definitely happen. Could Larry do it for you? I will see. It's the same thing. Yeah. <clears throat> is, family. Uh, I, I, I love Larry. I don't want mm -hmm. it to be like. A, I, I so much love Larry, but if if some somehow he's associated with my food, that's that's that is that's true. the concerning part to me. But the, but those two seem to to love it. So maybe I'm looking at it the wrong way. And that could be, but I, I do want, I'm going to continue on this and I am looking at uh, June 1st as some kind of a goal. I don't know what. That's I mean, a good I goal. I like that. that. That's, I like that. That's actually like six pretty weeks. cool. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. it's okay. summer. Yeah. 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 I so, like this. I, the more we talk about it, the more I'm liking this idea. Well, and if you get more ideas or some kind of commitment that you want to back it up with, give me a call or your text or, you know, whatever. And well, I'm, I'm thinking about this tight shirt picture thing that I don't necessarily want to show. Our audience. And I don't either, dude, <laughs> but, but I, I'm just I wouldn't mind to... having that picture for the after picture. You know what I'm saying? Like after and June 1st, let's break out that picture and, and make the comparisons. Maybe that's what we do. I don't know if while I'm at this state, I don't know if I want to put that picture uh, up there. You know what I mean? Cause I don't know, it's going to make me feel worse. I understand. I, you know, that's kind of funny. That gets to the whole issue of, uh, uh, body shaming of today, where of course we go too far because there's, 
it's it's like dealing with any addiction and you could say food addiction or whatever but of course there's this the whole leftist movement is ah oh, you can't body shame anybody but the problem is we have a problem with diabetes in this country we have oh, so many health problems because of obesity so you need the balance because well, it's true when somebody is shamed and bullied you increase their anxiety and so that's with any addiction. It, it could be alcohol, it could be drugs, whatever. If there's more, put more anxiety on it, they're going to want more of their substance abuse to, to mask the anxiety. So, but you need the balance, but you also need the motivation. Get off your ass and fix this. You know, it's a, it's a tightrope walk. Yes. Well, uh, you know, speaking of this, um, you know, the guy, the whole tragic subway story in uh, New York, and they finally caught that guy and then they, they show him. Now, I'd seen him on a couple of podcasts. He has like a podcast. Have you seen this guy? I Yes, I have. Okay, so he's he's done these podcast things where he's he's all angry on the podcasts and everything. Then I see that's what I saw first. Then I see him being brought in and now you can see his whole body. And holy cow, that guy has been eating a lot of donuts. Yeah. And uh, uh, and I, I was like, oh my god, he's got podcast body. <laughs> he's just sitting there in front of a computer doing nothing, eating. And I'm like, I don't want to be that guy. You know, uh, I don't want to look anything like that. Somebody coming up my driveway. Um, interesting. Like. That's, That's kind of neat that you keep an eye on things from Mission yeah. Central there. Hey, what's uh, going on out there? Right. But hey, uh, kids, Get I thought I heard that guy also has uh, regularly been on social media talking about wanting to kill people and yeah. things like that. And the point that was, I think it was Bill Maher, maybe that made the point of, well, if he were a white guy and, and saying the right trigger words, he would have been censored and investigated and everything else. But because he's a black guy and talking about killing people, it goes totally under the radar. You know, he, that's such a good point. Anne Marie was saying the same thing. Like he can say that. And then if we talk about freedom of speech or anything like so we right. could get we could get censored for that. That's the point. But he could talk about killing people just willy nilly and. And I agree it, with what Mar's saying there. Well, and I don't know if it was Mar. I listened to a lot of podcasts, but uh, the the real point there is is that there is an opportunity to prevent what he did, and but because of the politicization of our speech, it just totally goes under the radar. Well. It, this is a good subject, Barry. I, I like what you're saying because I agree, but at the same time, how many other people? have been saying things like that in this divided society that we live in right now. Oh, God, and, yeah. and, and so the, the thing that could be, the thing I'm concerned about is as we talk about free speech is that in the name of security, we, uh, we, it's sort of like, you seen that movie, the minority report where they can figure yeah. out people that are Before about to commit, commit a crime. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, the fact is, is that that's a great way to shut down freedom of speech. It and um, and and so I, I, I see these videos and I hear what he said. I wouldn't say those things. But does that mean that he's guilty of the crime? I, I don't Not know. That he's guilty, but it would kind of it would trigger an FBI investigation behind the scenes. Agreed. I agree you know? with that. Uh, you know, first thing is that we got to We can't just. It, this is what happens 
when you just say whatever comes to your mind is that something like this happens. And let's say the guy isn't guilty. I don't know if he's guilty or not. Uh, it seems like he is. But let's say he's not. And you said all those things. Well, you sure did make yourself look real guilty right there. And that's right. a that's that's really something. Isn't it amazing that the the video surveillance system in the in the train and everything seemingly uh, wasn't all, all the cameras weren't working during this time? What the? Oh, that's normal. It takes a, a lot of maintenance to make sure that all these cameras work. It seems like regularly, no matter where you are. I just, it just seems uh, like I, I, we've heard, heard this camera thing several times before. Uh, like, oh, yeah. for instance, you know, with, with the Epstein, oh, the cameras oh, well. didn't work. And yeah. but, but the fact is, is down here in the subways, we've known for the last two and a half years how dangerous the New York subways are. Oh, yeah. And all of this political talk about how we're going to make sure this is fixed and everything. The new, the new mayor of New York talked about it. We're going to fix this. First, he denied that it existed. Then we're going to fix it. But then, but the cameras don't actually work. And and I don't know, just, I, I wish that, I just think that's terrible that it didn't work. And you're right, that always is happening, but it seems like that would be a number one method of controlling uh, the violence that's happening there is making people accountable. Your, your point, you make a good point. Like the Epstein situation, like the most highly uh, political and public situation on earth. I think you should know that the cameras are working. Yeah, or not. yeah that should right? be priority. Number one. Additionally. Yeah. The subway system has been under such uh, scrutiny and probably almost equally uh, is important that those cameras are deemed working. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with this guy, but um, it, it is, uh, it, it's an interesting case. It's an interesting case. I, I, I hope they got the right guy on this one. I don't know if they do or not, but it, it, the fact that those cameras didn't work, I'm just hoping, I'm hoping that somebody took their phone camera and, and caught them in the act of this so that they can just God, legitimately so. put this guy away. Here's yeah. another thing, too, that I saw that I thought was really interesting is they have him on a terrorism charge. And when they brought him into court the other day, he didn't make a plea. Uh, guilty, not guilty. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm wondering if he was even allowed to make a plea because under the the terrorism rules that we've come up with over the last eight years, uh, you don't have the right to a fair trial. You don't have the right to a speedy, a speedy trial either. And you don't have the same rights that you would have if you were convicted of murder. Uh, mm -hmm. So it's, uh, it's kind of an interesting thing to keep your eye on. Yeah, yeah, agreed. I'm gonna have to go, bud. Oh, uh, I can't believe how fast time goes. It, it really has. I just want to say that. Um, Let's keep okay. in touch over the thing here. You need our, to figure our, out our, how you yeah. want to define your goal. Okay. For six weeks out from now. Right. I need to get batteries for our scale. I haven't properly weighed myself here in two years because we haven't. I haven't been able to get those damn things to work, but I went to a doctor a few weeks ago and they said yeah. I was 208, which I find alarming because uh, I remember I felt like I was about at my ideal weight in Greece when we went to Greece. Yeah. It's 2006 and I was, I was 207. Oh. Now I'm 208 and I feel this dumpy. That means I'm losing muscle mass. Big there time. it is. My, yep. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. So, which means I need to change my expectations i need to uh work with that 
Yep. Yep. Well, so, it's a changing, it's a changing uh, uh, scale here that we have is. here as we get older and, right. and we have to change what our expectations are and everything. My big thing is this is besides the weight thing, and that's a good, it's a great indicator, but I, I just want to feel good, like yeah. energy. I want to feel healthy, yes. whatever that, my weight is. And I have been feeling good this week because of the, I have been too. It, Same yeah. here. Good, Same good. Here. So let's ride that. I know that I want to lose two inches off my waist. You figure out how you want to define your goals and let's have some fun with this and, uh, I, and, and let's feel better. Let's make ourselves yeah. better. Sounds great, man. I love it. Okay. Yeah. Well, Hey, Happy Good Friday. Happy Thank you, Easter. Man. And uh, tell tell Lisa the same. Certainly and, will. Uh, I'm glad we had a chance to talk about that today. And you gave me some time to talk about that, too. That was wonderful. Very and a great way to start the holiday weekend. Agreed. All right. Happy Easter, buddy. Happy, love, you. love you, man. I'll All talk right, to you later. You. Bye.